We've got a very different offering now. We have a home for art in Guernsey. We're in 8,000 square feet in the building, as David suggests, upstairs uh, for doing and downstairs for seeing. I think there's nothing like this on Ireland, and so therefore the opportunities looking forward are just wide open. Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Arts Podcast. My name is Tony Kerr and on this episode we speak to two of the team from Art for Guernsey about its much-anticipated new space in the island's old quarter. Director Jock Pettit, whose voice you heard just now, and David Ummels, who set up the charitable organisation seven years ago to combine creativity with community impact. The hope is that its new-look Mill Street home will elevate that ambition to even greater heights, and the paint was just about dry last week when it was launched with an exhibition called Retrospective, bringing together works from artists it's collaborated with and showcased over those seven years. But as David and Jock told me, that for them is just the beginning. We spoke about their journey so far, the immediate plans they've got to celebrate the legacies of Victor Hugo and Renoir with big moments this year, the difference they feel this physical space can make to a storied but somewhat tired part of town and the difference they hope it can help them make in the wider community too. It really was an interesting chat and it's somewhere I'm sure we'll be returning to lots on this podcast. I began by asking David just to explain what's behind the doors. Well, it's, it's an art gallery with two floors. It's 800 square meters. On the ground floor, it's about looking at art and engaging with art and appreciating art. And on the first floor, it's about making art with a children's wing and a workshop uh, accessible to, not only to our art students, the member of our academy, but also to local and visiting artists. And just explain where the concept came from, where it fits into the kind of art for Guernsey journey and, and I suppose, yeah, what, what you're trying to do with it. Well, we, we're not a normal gallery because we have slightly different vision and values. Uh, most of the galleries are there commercially or not to show artworks, and, uh, but we don't do uh, art exhibitions. We try to do great art exhibitions. We do our very best. We operate by high standards, but it's not good enough for us because our values and art, create, art for Guernsey has been created in, in direct response to the community values that I discovered when I came to the island eight years ago. And therefore, we always want to create something for Guernsey. It could be social value, educational value, societal value, um, or promote Guernsey abroad positively. So every project or every exhibition we do, we try to have a nice exhibition, but then we always include that element of what's in it for Guernsey. Fantastic. And Jock, I know you've been heavily involved in, in this project for, the, for this building. What's it like to stand here now um, a couple of days after the sort of soft launch with this, this sort of soft launch exhibition on? Is it uh, quite an emotional experience? It's funny, I, I get very involved in projects up to the point of delivery and I'm quite quick to let go. <laughs> Once we get to the point, my mind's already on to the next. Um, but what is special about this? This is a significant line in a seven-year journey to date. Um, we've been curating in lots of spaces and we're there for a week or we're there for 10 days. And so it's quite an intense period of delivery. And 
we've got a very different offering now. We have a home for art in Guernsey. We're in 8,000 square feet in the building, as David suggests, upstairs uh, for doing and downstairs for seeing. I think there's nothing like this on Ireland, and so therefore the opportunities looking forward are just wide open. Um, we have our own ideas, some really clear ideas, but what's been beautiful as well is the creative community coming into the space and seeing it with their own lens and asking that question of, can I? And allowing themselves to dream a little. And I think that those first few days of the response from the public has been really the exciting part for me. Yeah, this sort of retrospective exhibition, I guess, gives you a sense, looking back on those seven years of, of the, the people that you've worked with as Art for Guernsey, and just talk us through some of the work that's uh, that's on show here in these first couple of days and, and kind of what it means to be able to give those artists a bit of a platform as you kind of launch this new um, experience, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it seemed the right way to, to open the doors was with a, a retrospective look at the last seven years, one artwork pretty much from every notable pillar along the way. And I think it's, one, it's really interesting to see the real diversity of work we've done. Um, and the different art styles, both from those visiting the island and their lens on where we live, um, to local artists who are really working at a high standard and stepping up. We've embraced both um, through the community projects that we've worked on in the main piece in the window here from the Cheshire Home. Um, it holds a really high standard on its own, actually. It stands up. Um, so it's really lovely to see that diversity of work. We've got contemporary art, we've got abstract art, we've got pen and ink work, we've got oil paintings, we've got all kinds of different media and styles. And it's nice that, to see that we haven't gone on a, on a straight line, linear journey. Sometimes when you forget what you've done, don't you? You forget what you've invested in over time because you're always so caught up in today. So it's been really nice to pull all that back together and see it in one place. And again, the public response to it has been really beautiful. Um, and right down to some of the street art that we curated in February last year as a, when we first took over the building. Again, it sits, it holds its own alongside some of the more considered oil or some of the more abstract pieces. So uh, I think we've got something special here as a building. I think we've got a special history with the artists we've worked with. And given the response of the people whose work are on the walls and those we're yet to work with, I think it's going to be a very exciting few years ahead. I bet. And looking forward, David, to just the next few weeks. Um, you are saying before you've got a Victor Hugo um, exhibition um, offering that's, that's going to be here uh, for the kind of main public launch. Just talk us through that and how excited yeah. you are to, to kind of really kick things off with something so big. Yes, yes. So in 2019, as we do, we have a very successful artists in residence program and we brought Oleg and Daniel from the UK and from the Eastern Europe to, we invited them to come to the island and revisit the legacy of the ultimate Renaissance man, Victor Hugo. And therefore, our show is cheekily branded a Renaissance of Victor Hugo. And they have really um, a look at his legacy uh, at Otterville House, uh, or what he wrote, or the inspiration that he found in Guernsey, and they kind of visualized it. 
Um, so they came in 2019, the show was uh, ready to go, uh, then COVID came, and actually I think it's a, it's a fantastic, uh, it was almost fate that uh, we, you know, we had to delay the show because it's, uh, it's fitting so perfectly to open the gallery. Um, so uh, we'll, be running, we'll be opening the show to the public from the 30th of March, and we'll probably be running until the 20th of May. Uh, and it will be a fantastic platform for schools to revisit their cultural heritage, of course, connected to Victor Hugo, uh, but also um, for, for the general public to, uh, to look at its legacy from a visual perspective. Yeah. And you give me a quick tour before um, look at the strong room as well, um, which is a, a really neat little corner of this place, which is going to, um, I suppose, kind of open the world of art to, um, yeah, to, to people in Guernsey. Just talk us through that concept and, and what it's going to allow you to do. Well, the concept, and we've been advocating that concept for a few years now, is that there are a lot of uh, art on the islands in private hands. And uh, as I mentioned to you, when you ask nicely in Guernsey, if you ask a question or a favor, most of the time you have a yes. And uh, we will be able in the strong room, which is nothing else than a micro museum, will be able to curate those artworks that nobody sees and that are sometimes exceptional. And then um, I think creating such a, an opportunity for the islanders and for the schools uh, to see one artwork and go home or look at the rest, but also to inspire the artists that will be curating the art side by side uh, with those artworks. Uh, I think it tells a, a very good story in terms of the special goodwill we have here on the island. And uh, let's keep in mind that logistically it's not so easy to always go and visit, you know, museum abroad and whatever we can do locally to kind of remedy to that, I think we should do. Yeah, Jock, how are you going to fill that space? <laughs> do you know the sort of artworks you're going to have lined up as the, the months and years roll on? Within the strong room, I think, um, as David says, there's, uh, there's a number of works in private hands which will come out uh, to be seen perhaps for the first time in an exhibition. Um, and what excites me is how we curate off that. Um, we know that we had uh, notable artists visiting Guernsey. Some of them worked here, some of them didn't, but we know we have a legacy of that, and so responding to those. I think from the work we've done over the last few years, the amount of people whose response is, oh, I have a piece by, <laughs> and it would, work, it would be wonderful if we could do something with that or if we could lend it. And, and I think what they're seeing is not just the fine art opportunity, but the community work that we do. And wanting to help and respond to that and to have the community see a piece of work or respond to it. Um, so I, uh, without naming pieces, I think we have very exciting opportunity in there and it offers something quite different. Um, and even visiting galleries in the UK, you either see the fine art in the big institutions or you see the contemporary galleries in the likes of Mayfair. Rarely do you see the two brought together and one responding to another. And I think that's going to present a really exciting opportunity. And you've got some very ambitious plans um, for this year as well. You know, um, most people will know about the, uh, the Renoir um, kind of showpiece that's going to be happening later in the year. Um, just talk us through, uh, in terms of Art for Guernsey and where this fits into it, how, how will you kind of sustain this project going forward? I mean, uh, will this always be free to people to, to come and look at? And, and, and kind of, yeah, how do you make sure that this amazing thing that you've produced here can be kind of, I suppose, continued into, into the future? Yeah, of course, that's a good question. So first of all, the gallery is always free. 
And uh, our model is that, uh, and also secondly, uh, we are sustained, we sustain ourselves 100% with uh, private funds. We're very entrepreneurial. So whenever we curate a contemporary art show, 50% go to go to the artist and 50% go to Art for Guernsey. So we generate revenue. And of course, on a, we are a charity. So on a non-profit basis, we generate cash flows for the next project. Uh, we also uh, are very well supported by the what I would call the corporate seafront. They see our ethos. They see what we are trying to achieve for the wider good. And so we are supported by generous sponsors, um, grant givers, philanthropic organizations. Uh, but I would say that um, um, I, I, I'm really confident that going forward that model will be successful. Um, the one thing to add to that is that um, historically we have been able to convince much bigger and much more prestigious partners than us to work with us. It's almost, I know you like your, your, your sport, Tony, so I would say it's almost like we are the Guernsey FC of the visual art and we are asking friendlies with Barcelona and Bayern Munich. And sometimes we have a yes. And it's surely not because we are part to the course with them, but because they see our special values. And they are intrigued by that. And this is the only way for us as a small organization to convince them to work with us because they, because they see authenticity, they see all the work that we do on the ground floor, and therefore it's kind of the magic recipe that we have to convince them, let's curate a Renoir show for, the, for Guernsey. So to answer your question, um, we, part, we have uh, partnered up with the Giverny Museum and with the Guernsey Museum, and uh, indeed at the very end of September this year, uh, we'll be curating together the only Renoir exhibition in the world in 2023. And the special focus of it will be the inspiration that Renoir found in Guernsey. And that has to be celebrated because it influences his career and his artistic path quite significantly. Uh, but as Jock said, we don't do fine art exhibitions only, so we'll make sure there's something in it uh, for Guernsey. There'll be 530 year trees of the island participating as exhibiting artists to that show. There'll be an exhibition at the Pre-Oaks Library on how life was in 1883. And of course, there'll be a celebration on the Renoir walk. We have a few surprises in store. Um, and last but not the least, Renoir, when he came to Moulin Wet, he was blown away by the light and the angle of the light. And he captured that. He captured the movements of the light. And as he was very competitive towards photography, which was the cutting edge technology at the time, he felt that surely that's not something that a photographer could capture. So we uh, basically took up his, uh, we took him up 140 years later. And with the very same technology than in 1883, we have tasked Paul Chambers, like a, a photography magician that I'm sure you know, locally based, to try to uh, capture the movement of the light. And he has been walking around on the cliffs of Moulin Wet. I think he did really well. At the, at the beginning, he felt, it, he felt it was very stressful to kind of beat up Renoir. <laughs> and, uh, and I think we told him, look, Paul, we don't, we don't really care if you succeed or not. What we care about is to create a family narrative for families to go on the cliff with their children and say, you know what, we'll have a go. Let's try to capture the movement of the light. Let's kind of pollinize 
or digital platforms who will celebrate all the pictures. Uh, but uh, an opportunity like this for Paul is wonderful because his work will be curated in both museums in Giverny and uh, in Guernsey in, in, uh, at Candy, Candy Garden. So with a local project, a community project like that, we kind of managed to plug it into a fine art exhibition and it will be actually entertaining the eyes of all the visitors. Jock, I mean, we heard recently as well about the plans for the Victor Hugo kind of centre that potentially we'll see on the seafront in, in a couple of years, maybe. With this opening as well, does it feel like it's quite an important moment for kind of St Peter Port and for Guernsey in terms of that sort of both celebrating our own artistic cultural legacy, but also kind of laying a platform for, you know, for, for children and, and the community to kind of build on that? Yeah, I mean, I said before, Guernsey's not used to having a facility like this or like these. I think the Bathing Pools project has been a wonderful um, spot on the seafront as well. It's elevated what was already there. The Renoir Walk, when we put it in place, took views that were already there and drew your attention to them in a way that wasn't there before. This gallery is going to give us opportunity to bring creativity into the community in a way that hasn't been there before. So I think these facilities will always create opportunities, create legacy. I'm really excited to see what that does. And I actually view uh, this, uh, we've been talking about it as old course and new life. Um, and I think I'm really excited to see what happens to this whole area. I, we're already seeing coffee shops pop up. And I refer to these as sticky places that make people stop a while, slow down spend some time and I expect to see this street over the next three years change in, for the better in restoring some of the derelict property, giving creatives and, and artisan opportunities. So I think this is going to be one of the greatest places to come. And you know, when we talk to Jonathan Creasy, whose toy shop's at the bottom of the hill, he points to the fact that when Creasy's was looking to expand many, many years ago, they moved to the high street because this was the expensive end of town. <laughs> and they moved to the high street because they couldn't afford to expand in Mansell Street and Mill Street. And when you walk up this street and look up and you see the architectural detailing and the round windows and the ornate decorative detail on the buildings, you see that there was definitely affluence here. And I don't think it's necessarily that we look to restore the financial affluence, but the cultural, the social, and the, the human connection and the creative connections, I think we can do wonderful work here with our friends and neighbours to really elevate what the old quarter is. So I'm looking forward to that side very much. Awesome. And just finally, David, um, from your perspective, that's in seven years' time. Um, hopefully this place is still yeah, alive with the kind of stuff that we've got in here today. What, what will success look like for you? Success for me? Um... Well, success is uh, living it on a day-to-day. -day. Um, I've been, uh, you know, conducting business and living in different parts of the world. I came here eight years ago. I knew one human being, not two. And I, quite frankly, I feel quite proud, not of the bricks and mortars, not of the numbers, but I feel quite proud that over that seven years' time, we built a team that developed together believe in the same set of values and works on uh, on achieving quite a few things on, for the wider good. Um, that I feel very proud of. So for me, success is more of the same. It's not about legacy, but uh, I, I really want, and I know the team really wants to, um, for example, help to rejuvenate this area. 
and to demonstrate that art can be a formidable vehicle to achieve economic, promotional, social goals, not to mention well-being and education goals. Uh, so that for me, if we can mark in, you know, or make a case in everyday's life that art has this potential to kind of act, act, deliver and achieve uh, goals like that. For example, on the back of the Renoir exhibition, we are twinning a parish with Giverny. Uh, we are creating a platform for the Chamber of Commerce to talk to each other, the senior politicians to talk about the wider topics. That, for me, showing that art can be uh, can achieve that is great because then that means that when children wants to take art at a level, they don't need to fight because their families are kind of like, yeah, we respect that. Art is something useful for you and i like the fact that art is useful and i specifically use the word useful because it doesn't associate with art but i like that so on the bigger picture yes i'm a kind of a i think we are kind of an, on a mission to demonstrate that art is useful of course it is but you know you see what i mean so that's um, that's for me success it's not brick and mortars David Ummels and Jock Pettit speaking to me a couple of days after Art for Guernsey opened the doors on its newly renovated Mill Street home. As you heard in the chat, that long-awaited Victor Hugo event opens later this month, the first big public exhibition centred around that space, and I'm really looking forward to experiencing it. We'll bring you more on it on our next monthly magazine show here on the Guernsey Press Arts Podcast, and we'll also be punctuating this feed with one-off features too, bringing you conversations from across our creative community. So make sure to hit follow or subscribe wherever you're listening. For now, take care and we'll speak soon.